Hi, I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. And welcome to the Tim's Take, episode 82. I don't think we've ever recorded so much when it's been raining outside, but it is still raining and windy. It's crazy around here. And of course, rain down here means snow in the mountains. So we've had to delay our baby moon, our one night Tahoe getaway, because the roads were possibly not going to be passable. Now we're hoping they're not passable. Is that right? To comfort (laughs) us that we made the right decision? Uh, Yeah. I mean, that's very selfish, but I think we, so we went on a baby moon when I was pregnant with Oliver in March of 2020, right before the shutdown, and we went to Hawaii. We heard about the first case of COVID, the first identified case of COVID in our county while we were away. And it was, I mean, the most epic trip. Like, it just through a series of very fortunate circumstances, it was just incredible. I think we were there and we're like, this may be the peak of our travel in our lifetime and we were kind of joking but ever since we got back you know i think that might be true because i wasn't joking (laughs) i I, it was because ever since then our travel has been a little thwarted along the way yeah no you're just on a bad string right now but that's not true we've actually had lots of good we've done just fine traveling since we yes it was then in a global pandemic and that created some challenges but you're painting a much nastier view than I think is reality, don't you think? There's some recency bias is what I'm saying. I mean, we've had some great trips, but I do feel like more than ever before, there have been outstanding circumstances that have complicated things along the way. Well, we did come back to a global pandemic, so I feel like yes, but those aren't, I don't think our challenges have been unique to us. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying that. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying that we had some kind of curse, like we cashed in all our good fortune on the Hawaii trip, and now we're just destined for miserable travel the rest of our lives. I mean, maybe a little bit. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? It was worth it. And we will try again on this one night baby moon to Tahoe. Yeah, just a few days. Yeah. I think we better get to our topic. Yeah, this will be very interesting. You're being very nitpicky tonight. I just didn't want the people to think that we were moaning and complaining like we had some kind of travel curse. You had some very bad circumstances lately. You've that you've had two trips in a row canceled, admittedly. Three. Three. Well, we had to reschedule a trip oh. from Portland. Yeah, that's true. Into January that we were supposed to go in last September. So it really has been a rough <laughs> string. It's been a rough little six months here. Okay. Fair enough. But tonight, <laughs> I've never had travel like that canceled before. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever canceled a flight before the last two years. <laughs> oh my goodness! Didn't know it was possible. It is In tonight. Fact, our episode is just going to be Rachel rehearsing her travel loves. I was ready to move on, but <laughs> okay. Well, then you call me nitpicky. Well, you have been. <laughs> it's Thursday night. We're in a punchy mood, apparently. Well, we're, we want to pick up from last episode's other stuff. What? I'm just laughing because of the pivot we're about to make. <laughs> it's a hard pivot. Hold on. You know what? Our listeners have stuck with us through a whole episode about stuffed animals. I think they can make this pivot with us. Because in our last episode, when Rachel was talking about some other stuff, she talked about 
the summit. And I said, how significant our most recent summit was for me. And we said, oh, maybe we should do an episode on that. Well, tonight we are. I know why for me it felt dramatic, but I'm very interested for Rachel's recounting of what happened that night in our conversation. Oh boy, okay. So I can nitpick. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, so kind of the starting place of the summit is typically just like a general reflection on the previous year and then kind of what that might mean for the future years. And we'll link to kind of the summit description in the show notes so you can read the whole thing about it. Yeah. And so I think we maybe were just even starting to have that conversation, not any specifics. And you have just expressed, I mean, this has been documented on the podcast multiple episodes <laughs> but some challenges specifically around parenting and how it has just diverted maybe some of these other desires that you have in your life wanting to do things which are all healthy and good and wonderful and i don't want to have any of this conversation come across as if parenting requires that you abandon all of those but i do think in hearing you kind of talk about your frustration with those things and disappointment and just kind of not really sure how to do all the things. Yeah, wanting to do more and feeling overwhelmed with the thought of what we did want to do that felt impossible to do, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and so I was just expressing to you that I I hear you and I share some of those things, but I also do feel like together we have made a choice that we wanted to have children and become parents. And part of that does require some diverting and change of plans, at least for a season in different ways. And like to hear you express such discontentment with kind of where your life was at felt a little bit yeah I guess hurtful or confusing because I think obviously you hope you make these big life choices together and it felt a little bit like I was dragging you down Oliver was dragging you down from kind of achieving some of these other things that you want wanted to do or have aspirations to do and so just trying to express that as empathetically as possible because again I don't I don't think parenting should become your whole identity by any means but I do think it is a a choice that we made to take that on as part of our identity and so hearing you express such frustration was hard so listeners you might be thinking I've heard Matt and Rachel talk about these things multiple times on this podcast So what could possibly have happened in this conversation that changed anything for you? And I'll be the first to confess that I'm a work in progress. But Rachel expressed, she's using the words empathetic. I would use the words blunt (laughs) and honest Fair. in that conversation. And one of the things that has really stuck with me was she commented, you know, whenever you are wrestling with these things and you're sharing them in these ways, your frustrations, your overwhelm, your longings that 
are unsatisfied. It makes it feel like you don't want the life you have with us, which I'll confess was like a gut punch. But I mean, if, if I can be a little vulnerable and a little transparent, I had never, and this is a horrible thing to confess, but I had never really considered how my processing of those things sounded and felt for you. Isn't that awful? I don't know. No, I don't think it's awful. I think it's maybe a little awful. I think it's considering how, how often how often I do it. But suddenly it was like, oh my. I now it certainly wasn't my intention, but to say that is sort of like the apology where you say, I'm sorry if anyone was hurt by my offensive language. <laughs> so setting aside the intention, I was like, I don't want to live in such a way that I am expressing that kind of disappointment, but also that I'm like, I also don't want to live such that like I'm internally harboring it and just not expressing it. And so it kind of kicked off a conversation. It was such a clear, it just felt like such a clarifying moment to me that I don't want to live with that kind of angst, (laughs) so to speak. And so we decided our word for the year because one one aspect of the summit is you can kind of think about a unifying theme or something like that would be contentment. And I'm now the most content person. <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously it doesn't work. But there was something and I I'm maybe you can help me even think about it, but it just felt like it unlocked something. Yeah, it was kind of one of those before and after moments. It felt like to me. Hmm. I don't know what was your experience? Yeah, I mean, it was interesting because I feel like we've had some version of that conversation numerous times, but many. <laughs> but yes, I've probably never been so blunt and kind of we were in a space in which we were both, I think, open to receiving and hearing each other because we had already set aside time to kind of have yeah, that's true. This conversation, it wasn't kind of you know, as things are piling up and we're trying to do dishes and, you know, like, which is often when we have those conversations. So Mm. again, plug for making space for things like this. Yeah. So then, I mean, it was kind of this weird experience where like by the next day, like I noticed like a different attitude that you were bringing to the day, which was just interesting. And it wasn't like, yeah, I mean, the day was still a day with a toddler and had its own challenges. And it wasn't to say, like, you you haven't gotten frustrated since that conversation. <laughs> well, that's, that's, the, that's, yeah, definitely not. But I did feel, yeah, a shift. There are certain times where, like, we're trying to set aside time to do things as a family or whatever. And I just felt your presence there a little bit more engaged and not just like oh but I could be doing this and this and this and this and maybe internally you were battling those things and so I don't know so I guess that's my question for you is like yeah do you feel like that's sustainable that kind of contentment or how can it be sustainable yeah we're probably like a month and a half maybe a month from that conversation so the next day you notice the difference would you say you're still you still feel like you notice the difference i think overall i think a little bit less so as like 
life just wears <laughs> wears you down. <laughs> but I don't think in particular like you've reverted back to kind of the same like envy of a different life, I guess. But Oliver has also been challenging. So I think, you know, frustrations are a different category and I'm certainly not immune from them. But yeah, I I do think I've been and I think this is carried on much more accepting just of limitations. And when things aren't getting done, just shrugging a little bit more and saying, well, they'll get they'll get done somehow at some point. And to move towards that posture, suddenly you find that the anxiety and the stress, the amount of time you spend worried about it, of course, is just detracting from the amount of time you can either be present with someone or actually focusing on the work at hand. And so I actually found that the couple of weeks following that, like I was more productive than I've been in a long time. And some of, some of that productivity has, has slipped and worn off. But I do think what's remained is just, yeah, it's about accepting limitations and being willing to be content with those limitations. And also seeing the great scope of kind of what what is still possible. Like so much is still possible, right? I was, I've definitely talked about this book before, 4,000 Weeks by Oliver Berkman. He's talking about the attitude of being angry, basically, that we don't get to sort of just have endless time. And he says, yet on reflection, there's something very entitled about this attitude. Why assume that an infinite supply of time is the default and mortality, the outrageous violation, or to put it another way, why treat 4,000 weeks as the average lifespan as a very small number because it's so tiny compared with infinity rather than treating it as a huge number because it's so many more weeks than if you had never been born. Surely, only somebody who'd failed to notice how remarkable it is that anything is, in the first place, would take their own being as such a given, as if it were something they had every right to have conferred upon them and never to have taken away. So maybe it's not that you've been cheated out of an unlimited supply of time. Maybe it's almost incomprehensibly miraculous to have been granted any time at all. And I don't think I live with that always. <laughs> but I I actually, I think the heart of that is part of the move I'm trying to make. Yeah. That in all the things that parenting takes away, because it does and it can't not, and it does, it, like you said earlier, it doesn't take away everything. But yet, isn't the miracle equally what's been given and the opportunities and being able to rest content in that? And also recognizing that, like, as a parent, you're just constantly recognizing that every season shall pass, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and we have just a little bit of experience of, of that with a two and a half year old, but it's definitely true. Yeah. I, I mean, this is a total cliche, but I heard it the other day and it has kind of stuck with me that like, you know, the days are long and the years are short mm-hmm. with a kid. And I think looking, you know, as we're kind of getting ready to have a second kid and reflecting a little bit on like okay, what's it like to have a newborn again? You know, what did that look like? And, you know, kind of looking back at some pictures of when Oliver was that little and how quickly he's changed. And, Mm. you know, but it sure hasn't felt quick in the day-to-day by any means. Like, and there's times where it is just beyond exhausting, but you, like, see in two and a half years, like, this progression that they've made and it's really quite something yeah and so and to like get to be a part of that and like it is not unimportant work even though 
it can feel in so many ways thankless from your kid and from sometimes your spouse and Mm -hmm. even the world. And then there's these moments where he gets something or he can repeat something back to you or he says, you know, recently I've been (laughs) complaining about a sore back because I'm this far into pregnancy and Oliver will say, I'll take care of you, mama. And he gets me a pillow and he makes me sit down and like just these things that you're like, oh, I didn't actually like, you're not parroting exactly something I've done, but you're just kind of starting to figure out how to be in the world and care for people and like that's not insignificant. And so it's a good reminder on days where you're just like, I feel like all I did was try to get pee in a toilet from a toddler. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, you're reminded of kind of this greater calling that it is to be a parent. Yeah. And if we can access a little bit of that vision that Berkman talks about that you're talking about, a little bit of that contentment, then it does cascade. I don't think it erases frustrations because we know those exist. (laughs) But it does maybe enable us to have a little bit more patience on a good day when we're rested and have slept well and all our conditions in our bodies and minds are right before we encounter the day. But yeah, it's been a helpful conversation. I, I, it's kind of helpful actually for me to revisit this conversation right now, just as a little, it's sort of like, it's like a booster, you know, I've got the first (laughs) dose now, now I get a little booster. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, and I'm certainly not immune from being discontent with the life we've chosen or the decisions we've made. And so all the time, goodness. (laughs) no, but seriously, since we had that conversation originally, like it's been a good touchstone for me to, I think to remember kind of what we're striving for and to be at peace with that in this particular season. Contentment. It's our theme. We'll see if you hear it at all through (laughs) through these episodes. (laughs) That's a great place to land, I think, Rach. Uh, Speaking of not just being a parent, do you have any other stuff? Let me think about it. Do you have anything? Well, I just... I'll keep this brief because we're towards the end of our time. The greatest reality show in the history of reality TV shows is back. Survivor's back. And I'm very excited. First episode, the medical team was called in a lot. And that was a little unexpected. So who knows if we're shaping up for a rather intense season or what. But the beginning of Survivor is just always, always an exciting moment. So I'm glad for it to be back. That wasn't very that wasn't very long for you to think. Did you did you come up with anything? Just I'm really enjoying my ember mug, which is a electric mug that keeps drinks warm. I'm enjoying my plants and I'm enjoying sleep. Okay, that's like three other stuffs. Yeah, but I'm not gonna go into detail. That's okay. I didn't go into detail. <laughs> well, I think that's the note to end on. <laughs> we can be content. With and a simple nitpicky. <laughs> a simple closing segment. <laughs> hey now. <laughs> that feels like an attack. Till next time. I'm Matt. <laughs> I'm Rachel. And that is your dim state. <laughs>